Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. This week, the creative person that I'm talking to is an actor and a photographer named Brian Deckart. He shot some promotional shots for my LifeCast uh, business, and afterwards we did a quick podcast interview. Um, but before we get to that, um, a word from our sponsor, um, LifeCast by Dennis Hensley. That's my new venture. It's where people hire me to interview them about their lives and I create like a podcast uh, that is like an audio heirloom. And I'm happy to report that I just did my first official clients last week. My friend Rebecca Moline hired me to interview her parents, Mark and Judy. They were in town um, and then flying back east. So on the last day they were here, I met them at their uh, Courtyard Marriott at, by LAX, and we talked for about two and a half hours, and it was really great. It really, um, I'd met them before, but they were great. Um, they really got into it, and I don't know. It, I, I, as it was going on, I was like, this is a good thing. This is meaningful. So I'm now in the process of editing it, putting it together with some nice music, creating this uh, nice package that. Uh, I can deliver for Rebecca and everybody else in the family, uh, especially their, um, Mark and Judy have a three-year-old grandson named Jack, and uh, when he's older, he can listen to this and uh, learn about his grandparents and how much they adored him when he was a kid, before it all went to hell. No, it was awesome. So that's cool. If you're interested and you want to uh, get a LifeCast for you or somebody else that you love, go to getalifecast.com. And uh, you can find all the information there. Um, right now I'm running a special. If you book before January 1st, 2018, you save 25%. Even if the interview happens after the 1st, as long as you book it before. We can lock that in. All right, that's enough of that. Um, what else did I want to mention? I want to mention that I'm doing a show with Jack Plotnick and Tom Lank. Actually, they're doing a show together. It's a holiday show. Uh, at the Celebration Theater on the 19th and 20th, I believe. And I'm just playing piano for uh, an Evie Harris sketch. So if you're in L.A. and you want some holiday laughs, uh, check out celebrationtheater.com, and it'll have the dates. It's Tom Lank and Jack Plotnick, and I will be there for one bit of it, um, bringing the Yuletide cheer with Evie Harris. All right, that's enough of that stuff. Um, oh, shit, I, this is what I want to promote. Um, I've just posted the Patreon episode for November. I was a little late on that. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, thank you so much. If you're not, you may want to get in on this action. I, um, I unearthed the first interview I ever did with Carrie Fisher to celebrate Star Wars coming out. And it's been a year almost since she passed away. I found my original Carrie Fisher interview from 1994 and I posted the first part of that, uh, as my Patreon episode. So... Uh, if you want to listen, you can just join for as little as $1 a month. Oh, here's the other thing I want to plug. I knew there was something else. Okay. Um, you can buy an observation deck if you want. Isn't that cool? Right? Um, I found a place that prints them up. Um, so if you want one, there are two styles. There's one that's for LifeCast. That, that's what the back of the card is. And then there's one that's my new Dennis Anyone logo. So um, there's two choices. You get 54 questions in there. Some of them you've probably heard on this podcast a number of times, but if you want a deck of cards to amuse yourself with or your friends or start conversations with, um, the best thing to do is email me at Dennis at DennisHensley.com and just put observation deck in the subject line and I'll fire back the info, uh, that I need to do that. And then you can have your own observation deck. All right. 
That's all the plugs. Here, without any further ado, is Brian Deckard. Hey there, I'm coming to you from beautiful Silver Lake, California. I'm in the home of my guest today, Brian Deckard. He is an actor and a photographer. He has an adorable cat on his lap named Igby, I-G-B-Y. Correct. And we just did a glamorous photo shoot. You took my pictures for my Lifecast brand, so thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. You know, modeling really is hard work. People don't understand. You made it look easy. You just have to... Sometimes it's very hot. Sometimes you have to stand in uncomfortable positions. You know, I love how, how models always talk about how hard it is, but it is. It can be. You did a great job. Thank you. How did you first get into taking pictures? Did, I, were you a kid that wanted to take pictures? You know, I started taking pictures mostly in uh, high school, actually. In the, um, were you in the yearbook news- staff? No, newspaper. You were like Scoop Man. I was Scoop Man. Did you bust anything wide open with your pictures? Uh, you know, there was a, there was an attempted arsony in our school, and I took photos, and I recorded something on a little uh, recorder when the assistant principal came and was investigating, and then they, they confiscated it. They took it all away from me and said that this was not uh, for the newspaper. That is sneaky. That is, that is sneaky it was stuff. successful sneak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did... Um, did girls like it because you were the newspaper guy? Did they try to get their face in the yearbook? No, I got most... I wasn't in on the yearbook, but just... Or the, the, uh, the newspaper. The newspaper. But for me, it was more that it was... It's just easier to take photos for an article than it is to write a whole article. Yeah, you're done in two <laughs> seconds. Well, you have to get the right shot. You have to get the right shot. Yes. Um, you did a thing, a project in 2016 I saw on your website, A Portrait a Week. Yes. I called it uh, 52 Portraits in 52 Weeks. That's cool. What inspired you to do that? What inspired me to do that was I asked myself the question, how do I know if I'm taking enough pictures? How do I know if I'm staying as uh, proactive as I right. want to be with this? And I landed on at least one photo shoot a week would be a good way to right. give myself a metronome. Throughout it's very the year. regular. It's very consistent. Yeah, and it created a whole lot of new opportunities for me because people would present ideas they had for a photo shoot that I think they otherwise would have not mentioned. And so I got to do a lot of cool stuff that wasn't... Uh, it wasn't just the headshots that I was used to, but more environmental portraits. Yeah, they're beautiful, and they really capture... There's somebody that's doing their job, and anyway, what's the most unusual setting you did one of those? Um, one of the more unusual settings actually connected to the newspaper thing is we went to the Malibu Times for for an... Uh, they were doing... Zillow was doing a, a blog right on, and it was doing behind-the-scenes photos, and they were doing an interview with... Arthur, the guy who's the editor in chief of oh, Lifecast cards down. I know, that's all right. Um, the uh, the editor Arthur of the newspaper, and he right. just was in this old, uh, you know, looked like it froze in nineteen seventy yeah. something, like Lou Grant's office. Shop. Yeah, it was amazing, and you know, just stacks of newspaper from decades ago, oh. and typewriters, and 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 line uh, printing machines, and just like gear that kicking it old school. Has. What did it smell like? Did it smell like a library or something? Or? Yeah, it smelled like just old stacks. It smelled like the truth. <laughs> it smelled like the truth. Investigative yeah. journalism. I love it. <laughs> um, do you like to take pictures when you travel? Is that kind love of one of your jam? To, yes, but okay. uh, I I found that it's easier to take pictures when you travel on your phone than it is yeah. to bring your gear. I think we're in an interesting place in technology where... Uh, you can get better and better pho- you know, photos with what's in your pocket than sometimes when I'm traveling, I don't want to have, yeah. you know. Well, it's the same thing with audio recording. It's like that the, the uh, voice recorder in the iPhone is really good. I knew a friend that um, 
did a short film, and they did sound by having everybody have iPhones in their pockets. Amazing. That's how they recorded sound. Speaking of short films, you just um, produced one. I did. I just, in the desert. In the desert in Joshua Tree. We filmed this uh, film starring my fiance Amelia Rose Blair. Uh, it's called I desert love that she has three names. You've got to have at least three. Yeah, that's you know? so good. I'm trying to get her one more. I haven't met her, but that <laughs> Amelia Rose Blair sounds... Fabulous. It's a good name. Yeah, it's a good name. It was a great experience. It was uh, directed, written by uh, the cinematographer was, and also the production designer, all women. So it was right a on. wonderful experience to to go into the desert with a bunch of loving and open people, and it was great. And you were doing what? Line producing and line producing and uh, assistant directing. So That's a lot. It was, uh, yeah, I got were all the you fun the stuff. one that had to make everybody? <laughs> that, usually, it's like the first AD or the assistant director that has to kind of keep everybody. On schedule. Yes, we got to go. We, you we have gotta, to be that person. I had to keep everyone in the budget and everyone yeah. on schedule. And nobody is a huge <laughs> fan of either of those uh, responsibilities on set. But I did them. And you did it. You, you, you know what? Really tough love. It's called tough love. It was great. It was, was it beautiful love. in the desert? It was beautiful. And the ceremony they did for, you know. It's part of the story. Part of the story was beautiful to watch, too. What's the name of it? Desert Prayer. Desert Prayer. All right. We'll watch for it. That's cool. fun. <laughs> Normally, I've done some short films. And even in like four-day shoots. The next couple days, I feel like I've been hit by a truck. Yes. And yet here we that are making photos. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was it, did it kick your ass? It did. It yeah. Did. It was exhausting. Yeah. But I, I went today for a two-hour massage, which I've never oh, done before in my life. That's the best. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> what kind of massage? It was a, a time massage. Yes. Did they walk on your back? Um, they did all sorts of things. I don't remember. I have a woman named Betty at Wilshire Massage that walks on my back. Mm-hmm. Man. It's like, she's my, I'm a one-man woman in that way. It's hard to say no to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you like to take pictures? I like to take pictures because I like people. And I have a, also a, a sort of a sentimental bone in me that likes to have archives of things and record things. I like you go back and look at them, and you like yeah. having them. It's also a really nice gift too. Like if you if you go and have a wonderful experience with someone, if you can, you know, like if you go to a wedding, or we went on this trip to see the eclipse, and to afterwards be able to say, "Hey, everybody, here's some documentation of the thing." That that's my. Favorite. It feels like such a gift for people to to, re- and they remember, and they. That's such a generous thing to be able to do. So break it down for me. You're the second friend in the in a week that talked to me about going to see the eclipse. Yes. My other friend went to Idaho. They mm-hmm. rented an RV. He's like, I've been planning this for 17 years. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so what was it like and where were you? We went to uh, just north of Pinedale, Wyoming. Okay. Which is where conveniently where both the path of totality and my grandmother's cabin are. Nice. And uh, I went. I don't to- know what the path of totality means. Full eclipse. Sure, full eclipse. It means that uh, you can look directly at the sun once the moon has gone in front of it. And I took a photo actually at the moment of totality where I have three friends in profile and yeah. the, the moon is backlit by the sun and it was just very fantastic. Can I see it when before sure. we leave? Before and then maybe we'll take a picture of it and I'll post it with this. Cool. I think Path of Totality is going to be the next Katy Perry album. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like it could be? It's a great name. Yeah, it's a good name. <laughs> so you were all there. It happened. Did it, did it happen? Did it feel like it was over before it began or was it? So we went, I mean, we drove... This, this was a six-day trip. You and know, it was we, a group of people. We, yeah, we, we left uh, Los Angeles. There were four of us that drove up. And uh, we stayed with my grandma in Utah and then my other grandma in Wyoming on the way up. And we we went 
to this very particular spot so that we would have the longest exposure to the eclipse because if you're not quite on the path of totality, you could get to 99% and it just doesn't have it's the same effect. No. And we went there because it would be... You know, uh, the full the you want the full experience, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt, it it felt as if the whole it felt as if in the middle of the day came to night, and all around us, like if you imagine a sunset in one direction, this was like being inside of a sunset, but. 360 degrees. That's right. the way my friend Dennis, who told me the other night that he saw it, that's how he described it. A sunset wherever you looked. Yeah, that was incredible. What did it mean to you? What did it uh, mm. leave you with? So, Jan, who is my grandma's neighbor, who okay. showed us to this cabin she has on Forest Service property, right. where it went to be away from lights and so on, so we could have the full experience. She has a little labyrinth that she led us to, uh, to show us around on our property, you know, the hours before the eclipse. And a labyrinth? A labyrinth. Like, like a, a stone maze? maze oh, labyrinth, yeah, yeah. A meditation prayer Oh, labyrinth. right on. Okay. And uh, she has, there's a big boulder at the entrance of the labyrinth, and she says, if you're carrying anything with you, you can set it down here on this rock, uh, both, you know, a backpack, or if you're carrying something around with you, you know, uh... You can leave it here on the rock, and when you come back out the labyrinth the other side, if you'd like to, you can pick it up, or if you want, you can leave it on the boulder for forever. And going to the eclipse it has this sense of occasion that it's going yeah. to be, uh, you know, some big chapter marker in, in one's life. And I knew almost before she even introduced the idea that I was going to leave indecision on this boulder or on this trip, that after being sort of bathed in the eclipse that I wanted to become a more decisive version of myself. Someone who just feels something. Right. Says who does it, it does him it. and ha. Exactly. Did you feel like you had a tendency to, to be indecisive? I felt that it was being cautious was a strength. I think that being overly careful or considerate or figuring out every possible scenario yeah i saw as a strength and in my adult life i now see it slows me down sometimes you can trust your gut and make a decision yeah. and really keep things moving that reminds me you and i both met in uh an actress fund graduate group for miata idogas managing cash flow for artists i've talked about it many times on this podcast Hi, miata. i know they're all i know like we're both devotees like i swear to god she's like my one direction i'm like wow <laughs> but anyway one of the things they talk about in terms of like side businesses and all of that stuff. And, and Chris Gillibo, the, the side hustle school, um, podcaster and author and stuff is just do shit. Yeah. And I think we're, we're, we want it to be perfect. And, you know, and I, even with this life, life, uh, cast business, there's a lot of like, I, but the website is, you know, I want things to be perfect and it's like, just do it yeah. and then find your way and start. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other, one of the things I took away from one of those, workshops or whatever is that done is better than perfect absolutely <laughs> so um so did you feel like you were able to leave indecisiveness there did, did you feel so. like it took i think so that's absolutely. cool yeah and now does she, is, is it your grandmother or her jen your uh, her neighbor, neighbor? Yeah. does she call you and say there's all this indecisiveness up here <laughs> i can't just and I, I can't decide what to do with it no i think i think the rock absorbs the rock that's it the rock totally <laughs> absorbs it now, as an actor, you got to go do something really cool not long ago, is shoot a video game. Yeah, I recorded a video game called Detroit Become Human. Detroit Become Human. Yes, it's a PlayStation 4 game. That's a big name it's in gaming. Now, um, I, you probably can't say a lot about it because it hasn't come out yet. 
But uh, how long are you there for? Is it days? Is it weeks? I went back and forth three times. To Paris? To Paris. That must have been fun. Such a bummer. Did you take a lot of pictures? I did. Yeah. I did. I I did the first recording on my birthday two years Uh, ago, actually, which was an incredible experience. So it's it's been like a two-year process. Yeah. Wow. They've been working on the game for almost five years now. Lots of dialogue or no dialogue? So much dialogue. Lots of dialogue. It's a um, choose-your-own-adventure narrative, effectively. So for every line of dialogue that the non-playable character has, the the characters you're interacting with in the story, Connor, my character, the android detective, can have one of four or eight or 16 different responses. Wow. So we recorded... So you were doing... Every possible thing that could ever possibly happen. <laughs> they had to when you do something like that, do they show you what your character's going to look like? Do you he know? He looks like me. He looks like you? He looks like they a jet lagged version of me. That's amazing. <laughs> do you, do you, what's this outfit going to be like? Oh, it's like a really cool suit. But you don't wear anything when you're doing it, do you? Are you I wear, wearing a uh, costume? You've seen like Andy Circus do Gollum? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it looks like a wetsuit with yeah. dots on it? Yeah. It's a motion capture Motion capture suit. thing. And that's what I wear. Oh, what's sexier than that? Nothing. Nothing is sexier <laughs> than that. Is it blue or is it green? It's uh, black with yellow stripes. Oh, right. Depending on the size. You know, if you're, very, if you're very tall, you wear the red suit. If you're very short, you wear the purple suit and so on. Is it a physical gig? Yeah. I would think. A video game, I think, are you running and jumping and shooting and it's stuff? Mu- it's much more like theater than uh, than film is, for sure. Like, it's closer to theater. Longer takes. Uh, well, the takes aren't necessarily so long, but it's that you are in a, um, a super neutral space, like on a black box stage. So yeah. and if you get into a car, you just sit on the Pretend that there's or, a, yeah. <laughs> you, know. you have to imagine everything around you. Yeah. Have you seen any of it? Finished yet? Yeah, so there's a trailer of just the hostage scene. It's like the opening yeah. uh, playable scene of the game. And I've played it as myself, which is really cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the coolest thing, it right? Cool. So people, people, we can all go do that right now. You're if we going to. to. In, in, uh, How do we find in spring. it? When, when can we play the trailer? Is the trailer up? The trailer's uh, going around, but like at uh, Comic-Con. Oh, so it's not somewhere that we can go right, right to. Trade show kind of Yeah, yeah. That is... Was that a... How fun was that? It was the most fun. I've never, and I mean this truly, never had more fun <laughs> doing anything. That's so cool. Is it the kind of thing that maybe there's a sequel? I think Connor needs to go uh, to Rome. Hey maybe. Man, all I... <laughs> or Connor goes to space. I think Connor would be down to do pretty much anything yeah. they needed Connor to do. Does Connor have a love interest? <laughs> Stay tuned. Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> I want I want like a, love, a motion capture love scene. I think that would be fun. <laughs> Um, that's really cool. What is an audition for a job like that like? Is it just like a regular acting audition? It's like a regular acting audition, but, uh, you know, I did many different auditions for this one. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you get two or three. Right. And, uh... They kept bringing you back and back and back. Yeah. That's so... Ugh. You're like, ugh. You don't want to... You don't want to get up, give up, but you want to have a good attitude. But on the other hand, you don't want to drive to Santa Monica or wherever the fuck it is. Right? Yeah, but, but you it do was, it. It was worth it. It was so. Worth, <laughs> it was worth. Where it. were you when you found out you got it? I was in my. Uh, well, I had auditioned for the project like maybe a year and a half before. Wow! And uh, was very excited about it, very interested in it, having met the director and the producer yeah. and stuff, and really thought it was going to go. And uh, and then spent two years wondering what happened to yeah, that thing. Was, yeah. And I was gardening in my front garden, uh, having a real peaceful moment, That's thinking. Right let the universe be in charge and yeah. 
Then I got a phone call that said, how do you feel about going to Paris? That's so cool. <laughs> You're like Emma Stone at the end of La La Land. Yeah. You booked the gig Every- in Paris. <laughs> did you see that movie? I did. Yeah. She goes to Paris. Um, <laughs> while we were doing the photo shoot, we were started playing around with my observation deck cards. Yes, yes. And you have so many fun stories. So do you want to just throw some random yeah, let's ones? Let's do this. this do you want to do a- random? So we can do observation deck from here on in and tell you. Tell you, you have to go soon. So. Cool, cool. Okay. All right, let's see what we find out here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Do you read the question or do you I? You can. Or I can. I do. Who was your... God damn it, it's my podcast. Yeah, it's your podcast. Who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Oh, man. Or even younger. Even younger. You know, on Full House, uh, Jesse's wife slash girlfriend, I don't even know her name. Yeah. She's super hot. Was she blonde? <laughs> I don't know, man. But Is she on Fuller House? I don't know. I Maybe you'll get to House. go on Fuller House and, yeah. It just, you know. She just does it for pure you. 90s. 97. 90s goodness. All right. What's your biggest frustration? Biggest frustration? It's good that you can't think of one. It's a good question. You can have one of mine. Can I? I've got a bunch in the bag. I have some in a box. I think my biggest frustration is trying to keep myself away from a phone or a screen. or a, I, I get frustrated with myself. Yeah, you, yeah. you feel a bit... I do that sometimes if I'm standing in line at the ATM and I'm, I'm the next one. Yeah. Well, I could be reading the New York Times on my phone or, you know, whatever. Exactly. It's like, calm exactly. down. Yeah. Yeah, I get frustrated with myself sometimes. That's, I get it. A lot of people do. All right. What article of clothing or accessory have you gotten the most comments on? Uh, I got this cap that says spiritual gangster. That, that usually... That's a good one. Where <laughs> does that come from? Uh, that's from the Mahasuka Center that Amelia's dad is a teacher at. What uh, kind of... Is it like... He's a Buddhist lama. <sighs> and it's just one of their... One of their some swag cool, things. Some cool Buddhist swag is I love a it. spiritual gangster hat. I love the, those two words together are funny. I love it. When you wear it, do you feel like a spiritual gangster? Yeah, I feel like a spiritual gangster all the time. All right. You do it all the time. <laughs> what, oh, this is a good question. What job were you the most excited to learn that you got? Definitely Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Definitely. I'd been daydreaming about doing performance capture. Yeah. I want to be like Andy Serkis for a long time. Right. That's your jam. You could be an avatar person. That's all. Yeah. That's all I need. Have you ever written a fan letter or an email to who? Yeah. I told you during our shoot when we played right. with these, uh, I did a... Uh, like, um, I must have sent like 20 or 30 fan, fan letters to actors in, when I was like 8th grade. How would you find the address? Were they, were they all listed somewhere together? Or I found a whole t- bunch of websites that yeah. were like every single fan mail for everyone right. ever. And, and I got one. Did you get things back? Emilio Estevez and John Goodman. And, there you go. Uh, and, uh, together at last. Anna Paquin was. Anna was Paquin like, was cool. She was cool. And she, she was young then. She and, was just Harrison Ford, if you're listening, you owe me a. Harrison Ford never followed through. That doesn't <laughs> trying, surprise me. Trying to get just one signature from He's my stoned. Man. I know. All right. Here's a good one to end on. Who were you? Who was your most impactful teacher? My most impactful teacher. I've had many. I've been very fortunate to have a lot of good teachers in my life. But I got to give a shout out to Miata. I know. A teacher that she's we both the one share. that must. I know you're so sick of hearing <laughs> it. But she really did fire me up this year. And I wouldn't be doing this this life cast thing if it hadn't been for her course. And her turning me onto the Side Hustle Stool podcast and thinking, I got to find a way to take more responsibility for my own career separate from the entertainment stuff. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't be doing this photo shoot. We wouldn't be. It's, it's all together. Who did you have a, a teacher when you were a kid that was like, 
or like, a, did you have a drama teacher? Did you yeah, ever do that? Yeah, my high school stuff? drama teacher and my Miss McKeg and Miss yeah. Cadena, who was my high school newspaper teacher. Those right. Were the two very profound uh, influences. Did you life. do plays in high school? Like oh, drama? every single one I could. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, what yeah. was your like? What was your like standout role? Oh man, my my friends would tell you that it's uh, you know Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Yes. So you got Aslan, who's, of course, the Jesus figure lion. Right. Uh, For me, it was football pads with a giant mane over them. You were Aslan. I was Aslan with braces. (laughs) Well, Aslan, you know what? That's hilarious. That's great. You rocked it. I had to. I had a whole bunch of, you know, all the middle school kids dressed as rabbits with tambourines following me around. So you were leading. You had to do it. You had to bring it. That's all you can do. That's not. You, you give it all. I really loved spending time with you today doing the photos, doing this podcast. I'm really glad we met. Yeah. How can people learn more about what you do? They can visit my website. I have DeckartPhotography.com. Has some of my and it's spelled D E C H A R T photography. And my acting website has some stuff. It's just my name, BrianDeckart.com. Right on, Brian with a Y. Brian with a Y. All right, let me do one other question. Why do you act? Because it keeps me out of trouble. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what you would be if it weren't for that, you'd be doing. You would be, there's no telling what you'd be doing. No, I think it's just because it's fun, man. It's it's fun, and it's always been fun for you. Always, I love it. All right, it's so much fun talking to you. <laughs> Check out his stuff online, and um, thanks for the awesome photo shoot. Hey, thank you. Okay, bye. Thanks again to Brian Deckard for the fun interview and the fun pictures. Um, that was a great day. So. Uh, Brian also sent me a couple of photos to go with the podcast of an amazing shot of the eclipse and also a shot of that uh, spiritual gangster hat, uh, which is so fun. So I'm going to post those at DennisAnyone.net, which I just gave a uh, redesign to. Change the color scheme, change some of the fontage and the colors, and uh, check it out at DennisAnyone.net. All right, so this happened. Um, I think I mentioned before on a past podcast that I invented a game um, called You Don't Know My Life. It's like something you would play, Cards Against Humanity, a group of people at a party, fun, uh, you know, irreverent kind of game. And I partnered with my friend Jeb Havens, who's been on the podcast, um, who's a game developer. And so um, we've been doing playtests and things like that. Well, last Saturday, we got to do this fun event at this company here in the Valley called Breaking Games. And they have all of these different gamers and people that love to play games and game inventors and whatever. And they do like two-hour shifts on a Saturday for like three three shifts of like six hours. And we got to play our – we got to introduce our game to some strangers and they played it. And it was really fun to see people that hadn't uh, played it before that I didn't know or anything like that. Um, and they seemed to enjoy it. So our next step is – to officially pitch it to this company, and uh, if they don't want to do it themselves, uh, we'll do a Kickstarter for it, like a lot of games do, and so um, stay tuned. But um, I'm really proud and excited about this project, and we'll see where it goes in 2018. All right, that's enough. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. It means a lot to me, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye!